The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop uh, episode 19. I'm getting confident and uh, naming the episodes as if they might come out in the actual order that I'm recording them. Let's see if that happens. Hey, our guest Charlie is Lindsay Webb returning. Hello, Lindsay. Welcome back. Hello, Will. Nice to be here in the pod cave for the yeah. first time. Second episode I've recorded in the pod cave. Ooh. Yeah, which will actually be in order because <laughs> Peter Halley was the first one and it was the last episode. Did he like it? And did he... Yeah, he, he did like it. He started describing it and then, of course, in classic Tofop Fofop style, we... <laughs> Got distracted and talked about something else. So, uh, if you want to have a look around, basically, um, it's a lovely room. Yes, it, it, there's some some stuff in here that is kind of um, just shit that Amy wouldn't let me have in the house. Well, I like a lot of this memorabilia. Yeah, funny enough, like I'm a fan of the Beastie Boys. Yep, there's a Beastie Boys poster up on the wall. A big fan of Fear and Loathing. There's a big uh, Fear and Loathing. because yeah. uh, that's my favourite book of all time, Fear and Loathing on Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, right. It's my my favourite movie of all time. Is that right? Yeah, it's one of the only movies that I've chased down. Online to get a special edition of the movie. What's in the special edition? Oh, if you lick of... it, do you get high? No, I haven't tried that. You should be able to do lines oh, off the lines in the CD. That's really a good point. It's the I think it's called the Criterion Edition, right? Right. So it comes with some extra things, like an extra booklet with some set photos and bits uh-huh. and pieces, plus an extra DVD with excerpts and chats from Hunter S. Thompson and all sorts of great stuff, which I haven't even looked at all of it yet. I'm saving right. it up. The thing is, I bought it about a month before Hunter S. Thompson died. Yeah, he got... was a nutbag, wasn't he? Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, he was a proper nutbag. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. I loved him. Yeah. Like, I've loved no other man. He's... But what a fucking oh, nutbag. Man. Like, anaphylactic kids would explode in his vicinity. <laughs> if they could not let an anaphylactic kid get 30 yards he's... within Hunter S. Thompson he's... or they he's would that explode. Nuts. He's that nuts. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Do you see that doco? I can't remember what it was called, but there was a doco on Hunter S. Thompson. And I watched that with extreme wide eyes the entire time. I was just going, really? 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 This genius came from this guy? <laughs> I think, that, didn't they put these ashes into space or something? Didn't he like send them true. up in fireworks or in a rocket or something? Yeah, something weird. Fucking great. Yeah. They had to because uh, if any human came in consumption of those acids. He <laughs> 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 was he was a guy that consumed whiskey for breakfast. Right. Like confidently. Not I mean, that like... is a not, not a breakfast decision I no. would make. No. I'm not an early morning drinker, really. Your day has got to go a long way upwards from whiskey at breakfast. Well, mine won't. That's what I know. <laughs> like, if I felt like it was a starter. But what I'm really saying is I want this day to end soon. Yeah. Because that's mostly what I'm saying when I'm drinking whiskey. It, well, I'm not a good whiskey drinker at the best of times. No, I don't mind the odd, you know, one whiskey. Oh, that was yeah. nice. At the end, like right. I say. That's the end of it. A yeah. Whiskey and a cigar, perhaps. If I, yeah, well, that's two bad decisions <laughs> for when you wake up the next morning. <laughs> yes. Because whiskey already makes uh, you feel like you've had a cigar. It does. So it. you're like, oh, fuck it, I should have a cigar as well. What is that? That's weird, isn't it? Next morning, it's like you've licked an ashtray if you've had whiskey. Ah. Ridiculous. It is, I think it No wonder whiskey you. men are so hard. Maybe it just burns your throat on the way down, much like smoke does. Maybe it does. I don't yeah. know. Simple. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
written a couple of prescriptions. You've got Google though. Yeah, oh, I've got Google. I mean, I've got fingers still and eyes, so I can Google you some shit. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm probably as good as a doctor. Do you use that Google Scholar? Do you use that? What is that? You know, there's a there's an option in here. Uh, that, that, <laughs> guess the no. Answer, the answer, no. The answer to your question may be contained within my question. I'm gleaning. Yeah. That perhaps you have. Right. Uh, it's an option when you're searching. You can search the World Wide Web or you can go to different sections of Google and there's one called Google Scholar. Right. So if you're trying to find out something scientific or medical, if you look in Google Scholar, it's more gazetted medical articles and Oh, so it's not just some like dude called d- Neil who's like, what's this lump on my cock? Yeah, yeah. And going, oh, you should rub seaweed in it for yeah. weeks. Just kidding. Uh, there's, you know, you don't get all of that what I, That's what I told them when they caught me fucking that dolphin. <laughs> I've had these lumps on my... I mean, it's called a blowhole. That was I meant to know. Surely. Google. Damn you, Google. Damn you, Google. He said in that exact voice. What you guys at home don't realise is what an amazing impersonation we've both done then. Some of you are like, that's a silly voice. No, uh, uh, it is a fucking dead-on, spot-on impersonation absolutely. of that dude. Uh, so, yeah, a Google Scholar. You find right. out uh, important stuff, more reliable information and facts. Still, uh, I must say, listening, it doesn't make you a doctor. Right. You can find out what other doctors think. Right. Well, doesn't make you a doctor. That's close to being a doctor. Close. Did you study? Uh, do you have a university education of some kind? No, not university. but you a, a school a, of hard knocks, though. No, no well, yeah. That, <laughs> that, no, I have an agricultural degree of sorts. What does that an, mean? Advanced certificate. What does that mean? I went to an agricultural college run off the back of a TAFE in Goulburn. Right. Yeah. Off the back of a TAFE. Yeah. You know, like... It was well, yeah, a, the, old, the ag college is down the back. Just <laughs> off the back of the TAFE. <laughs> Literally. Right. It actually was, with a paddock and everything. Much like a dag on a sheep's ass. Yeah, yeah. So there was... That's a, an agricultural reference. There was an ag college in, in Goulburn, but right. they, their funding had dried up. They were in risk of falling Much over like the drought. Closing down. Exactly like the I drought. I like, the irony! They were getting fenced in. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why won't people... It was all sold off to the Chinese. So, Why won't people appreciate the irony? So they were looking for broader pastures. Right. And, <laughs> and hey, right. presto. Hey, presto. Uh, they ended up... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to crop this bit. I'm going to bail out. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> there was a seed there, but I feel like. Oh, we would have been in barley by now. Right. Anyway, uh, that's a really good one because yeah. that's a double barley. Right. Spell it, spell it two ways. I hope you got it. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Give me some sugar, baby. So. <laughs> so they got they yeah. got bought up by the TAFE to save the you know school from not being able to teach agriculture anymore. So they became a part of the TAFE, which is right. why I say off the back of the TAFE. Okay. Right? They weren't always TAFE, but uh, you know, they New were TAFEish. Yeah, New South Wales TAFE. They took them on a little bit. Right. So and I went there, but it was they were Millhouse to taste parts. Yeah. Instead. The worst part about that, I think, was that unlike TAFE, where you know the general course you do at TAFE might be twenty hours of contact a week. You know, yep. it's not necessary, and that's considered full time because yep. you need time to study and do the other bits outside. Side of that. This was live on campus, nine to five, Monday to Friday classes. Like getting you used to being a farmer, mate. Pretty much. Getting you yeah. used to working the land. Yeah. And Should have been four in the morning to <laughs> yeah. five o'clock at night. It wasn't dairy, mate. It was sheep. It's right. sheep. Oh, it's that's wool. Fine. That's fine. Sheep sleep in. That's I fine. like those yeah. cows. Yeah. They're up early. <laughs> <laughs> they were originally called sleep. But they, that's why you have to count them. <laughs> when you do <laughs> When you have insomnia. They originally called sleep. That's true. That was their original name. They changed it. it got westernised. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I like yeah. it. That's yeah. right. 
Well, you know, so that's what I, I do have to answer your question. Yeah, some sort of education. Right. Yeah. Um, I also have an education. I have a journalism degree. Uh, newspaper journalism, which was recently ranked. Uh, they did a survey of 200 jobs. Yes. Of which was the least desirable uh, job. And uh, j- newspaper journalism Where? came 200th. Wow. Yeah, on this list. Wow. 200 out of 200. Do you think that's because of the decline of the newspaper? Like well, people, you know, see going, oh, I don't want to do that. You wouldn't even wrap your fish and chips in them because it would ruin your fucking fish and chips. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gods. All this potato cage just tastes of lies <laughs> and beat-ups and false allegations. doesn't taste of news at all. It's octopus taste of spin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang on. This feels... I can't, I can't eat this crab stick with all this PR guff <laughs> posing as news. 200? Yeah. That's two, a long way down. 200 out 200. So I've never thought about studying again because I have a job. Um, you do. And, you know, and, quite busy. Right. And I don't seem to need qualifications to do it. No, you don't. So no one's ever, that never been heckled with, that's funny, but are you qualified? Where's your degree? Yeah. <laughs> show, show us your border board. There's an interesting point, isn't it, with comedy? Like you don't need, there is no precursor to comedy. No. You, you don't need anything. No, anything. anyone can start. Yeah, yeah. And you can do anything beforehand. Whatever you like. Like there's very few jobs. Well, I, maybe, maybe there's heaps of jobs. I don't know. Well, I haven't done all of them. No. But 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 I, the, it, it seems weird that it is a profession where you can go from anything high school and then the next day <laughs> yes you're just doing that job you can go from wagging high school not a great idea but you can go from wagging high yeah. school into a full time career in comedy right yeah I, how did you get into comedy dropped out of high school what <laughs> yeah. about you I was a farmer for twenty years <laughs> well, so, yeah, fair enough and we both came to the same place <laughs> yeah we're both out at back of the SB <laughs> yes thinking what a great room that was yeah what a great room. I um okay so uh, I've never thought of studying again. Well, I've thought about it actually. I have thought about studying. What again. would you do? Well, I've always said philosophy, because um, oh, yeah. like you know that's kind of my you know my bag anyway. You kind of study like, that anyway, just through life. Well, I do, and that's what I think I try to do. Mm. In, like in my work, and even to like a really ridiculous extent in this podcast, is talk to people about life and and learn stuff and learn stuff and learn what their perspective on things are, and that's. What? What do you need to do? What would you do at a degree of philosophy? Is that how to get things out of people? What would I do? Yeah. Oh, what would I do with it? Yes. During it, I would bang heaps of college students. Oh, I see. Because that seems like it would be a really You're cool... You're an onion. Right. Because <laughs> 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 I imagine... Because you have I'm so living, many layers. I'm living uh, back on campus. Right. As, um, uh, you know, like a kind of mature age student. Like, well, okay, a, oh, can I stop Rod- you? Can I stop Rod- you there? It's not a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Can I stop you there? Okay. I'm a mature age student. Yeah, I'm a mature age student. That may floor some of your plan of your first ambition. No. No. Because, well, here's my theory. Oh, you're on the telly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get me a couple of good years. Of banging uni students. Like, I can't just go to a uni and bang uni students. No, you can't just turn up. That would be terrible. Yeah. Hey, guys, Ando's here. Anyone want to bang me? That's terrible. Ando 101? People will talk about that. Yeah, that's not That right. will get around. Yeah. But, quicker than you will. But if I... <laughs> much quicker. I have dodgy hips. <laughs> I have to have three days off in between each one. It hurts me. It's part-time. Right. Yeah, part-time. <laughs> it's going to take me six years to do my degree. <laughs> And you reckon you're good for the first two? <laughs> Lonely old Ando, year five, <laughs> hobbling around, telling stories of the days of old. Yeah. So um, I thought philosophy, because I like to understand the world, and 
Uh, even though... Are um, you sure? What? You know, are you sure you want to understand the world? Well, I want to understand what people's understanding of the world is. So, I don't think that understanding the world is something that we are capable of as Sometimes I find the more I understand, the more disappointed I am. What? Give me an example <laughs> of what you mean by that. Um, you know... I'll give you an example. You know, I understood when I was going to school that I wasn't the sharpest peg in the bundle, right? right. But I made my way through. I did all right. I didn't Why fail. Why you pegs in a bundle? Well, because if you need them, you can grab them all at once. Right. Hmm. Hey, why it. would you? I, no, I suppose you need a lot of pegs. People have been doing that. Don't you come in a basket, though? Oh, wow. Oh, no. I didn't mean clothing pegs. What, what sort of pegs? Sharpest you peg. Like right. a wooden peg. Oh, wooden peg. Yes. Like putting up a tent or Oh, something. you don't need sharp pegs to hang your clothes up. No. No. I was going to say, it would be... Soft wash. It, it'd be problematic to bump <laughs> yes. those pegs. No, no. They're little. They're fiddly. Different pegs. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, well, they should have... When they were coming up with this expression... They should well, have come true. up with something else that didn't have a double meaning. I'm not sure... That's going to confuse people. Real expression. Right. Okay. <laughs> I may have just come up with it. Right. Well, don't use it. It's confusing. Let's just say I wasn't the plastic peg in the basket. Right. Nice. How's that? Okay. All right. (laughs) Not really sure what the metaphor means. Well, they were more modern and cleverer than the old wooden ones. Right. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Good. (laughs) uh, I like it. I somehow came full circle there. All right. right. Hang a second. dry. Anyway. So. You are a dumb uh, shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. How does this work out? Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. So I was pretty stupid. No. I didn't even know where to put the pegs. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I was an idiot. They thought you were an idiot. I'm trying to nail my washing to the line. What's wrong with you, Webb? You're actually a genius. (laughs) But they just didn't understand how lost in this peg metaphor we were. At all. Or analogy. Is it a metaphor or an analogy? Oh, both of those things sound right. Right. To be fair. They're different things. They are. Right. But one of them, we have a... We have an analogy of what it's like, right. and we've used a metaphor of the peg being as to how clever I am. Okay, cool. It turns out I'm not stupid. Right. No. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like your Goodwill hunting run. <laughs> Which is ironic, because we're sitting right next to a giant chalkboard. That's true. Yeah. There's a, one wall of this uh, pod cave is a giant chalkboard. Wow. That's true. And I run my nails down it, but I hate that stuff. No, I don't do that. That would be terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't do that. Someone at the door. No. <laughs> Uh, here's some things that you need to know about the podcast. Right. Firstly, yes. it's not soundproof. No. No. <laughs> no. At some stage it will be. Okay. But we're taking it a little bit by little bit. There's not too much noise outside. There's a bit of construction on. Yeah, there's construction next door. Yeah. And, we're, and we're recording this in the middle of the day. That's so, true. So, you know, it's not you can... But at some stage this might get soundproof. It's working. Down, down the... But it does have a giant blackboard. And I thought maybe that what I should do... Is it like it would be good if I had a really complicated equation in there, That's so the, that when people came in, yeah. they would just be like, "Fuck, I didn't know that." Like I'd never mention it. Just working on something. I just working on something. I find and it, people would be walking away like, "Oh my god, Will's a lot smarter than I." <laughs> I'm like, I thought he just sat around and smoked pot and played with the animals and watched the AFL. Did but, you see all those numbers? Right, my god, like, squiggly lines. He's got chalk <laughs> and a board and you know what a I secret think room. Looks good in an equation. Coloured chalk. Yeah, oh. I think coloured chalk. No, definitely coloured chalk. Yeah. I'm not That's just buying white chalk, mate. No way. You've got to have coloured chalk. What sort of world are you living in? A great world where there's hardly any chalkboards anymore. Right. I've got children in school. There's no chalkboard. What do they have in their schools? They have smart boards. Well, what is that? It, it, well, exactly, exactly in the title. They're really clever. Yeah. You can do everything on them. They, they plug into the laptop and you can play things like a projector, you know, a, a monitor. So you can play things off the internet. They do all of the role marking, but it's interactive. It's a touchscreen board. Are you so, fucking kidding me? No, man. So the teacher will put how up... Much the, one the, how, how much one of, the, one of those people oh, They'd have to be six grand or so. Easy. 
Do you reckon? Do you, uh, fuck. Second hand though. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to pick up one Let's of those Let's see things. if you can find one. Okay. What Second hand smart oh, right, boards. Surely right. Barry O'Farrell's probably got heaps of them to sell. Right. Okay. So they're called <laughs> smart boards? Yeah. Okay. Classroom so, smart board might get you a pretty quick hit. I'll explain okay. it to you. Right? Yeah. Explain it to So me. it's like a touch pad. Once everything's projected, it's not projected on there. It comes up on like a monitor, right? right. Just like it's a big computer screen. It's yeah. basically the best way to describe it. And you can draw on it with whiteboard markers but then it can also be uh, vision, uh, movies, uh, the daily markings, uh, any of the handout stuff just goes straight up on there. And the kids, they can get up and hit the board, like, hit the answer, touch the screen, get it right or wrong. It's so clever that I've seen children use a ruler to reach up and touch the higher part and it still knows. Oh my God, are you serious? I'm totally serious. Okay, well, I, I'm, I couldn't find any secondhand ones. Okay. okay. Let's look. Uh, but I have found, uh, like, you know, all about touchscreens. And there's fear in the touchscreen industry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what sort of fear? Yeah. They, it's like uh, it, they feel like their technology is about to get overtaken. Oh, because yeah. the tablet's killing the touchboard. Oh, that's a great people, song. Yeah. The, the, the tablet's <laughs> killing the touchboard. Yeah. Bob Dylan, new album, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, whatever. Yeah, people got really mad when he went electric. But shit. <laughs> When he changed his name to iBob and just brought, brought out the tablets killing I us. <laughs> How much? Um, uh, now, I'm going to try to find it. But yeah, so they're, they're worried that the tablet's going to kill it. Well, the tablet's pretty accessible. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 they, and you know, they're using them in schools. Right. Already. Some schools have them in the classroom full time. Some, some of them you have to go and, you know, put in a, put in a chit. Get them. Get them next week. Book them in. Yeah, right. Keep talking because I'm, I'm trying to... I wouldn't mind it if we had tablets at school. When I was at school, there was one television in the primary school that I went to and it was wheeled around on a massive cart, like massive, and it had a big VCR player underneath of it <laughs> and you could watch tapes and they'd bring in... An, and they'd play Behind the News from the oh, ABC. Oh, yeah, BTN. Yeah, with... Um, oh, what? Richard Moorcroft. Who I think still on the telly. Yeah, he, he did that TV what show he, Letters. 120? And, he did that show Letters and Numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard, but you've been around forever. He has been around forever, but yeah, good, he, good guy. He did Letters and Numbers. All oh, right, I love that show too. Yeah, he was uh, the he host was of that. too. Yeah. yeah, which was a entire TV show that they made out of like they were word games. They were like anagrams, it's essentially. Awesome. Yeah. And Maths equations. I loved it. And that was a TV show. Yeah, why not? On television. Yeah. People doing Big on anagrams. Yeah. And maths. Yep. Yep. Pretty good, hey? No. Why? I loved it. Why did you love it? Because it's exciting. It's not exciting. I'll try and do the equations and go, oh, I nearly did it in time. Right. I'll try and make the word. You never did it in time, though. You know why? Why? Because you are not the sharpest peg in the bundle. (laughs) I reckon reckon we could get one for about two and a half grand. Holy dooly, that's heaps cheaper than I thought. I know, but still, you get like five. Is it legit or is it a knockoff? Yeah, I logged on to www.inowaguy.com. <laughs> the screen yeah. is just the back of a truck. <laughs> this one fell off the yeah. back of a school bus. You have to go and meet them in a Westfield shopping mm. centre car park. They pull up in their van. Oh, that sounds right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah cool. That's how they sell speakers, right. right? Two and a half. What are the dimensions? Can you fit it in this? Oh, it would fit in here. Yeah, I reckon it would fit. It would, because like, that looks that like a is. standard school. Because the reason I would get one is so that I could, like, come in here and I could just be like Batman. Of course. You know, like I was monitoring everything that was going have it on. on the wall behind you there. Right. I'd, I'd encourage you to keep your chalkboard. Right. Don't get rid of it. 
I'll keep old school and new school. Yeah. Yeah. Put them together. You right. And room. also, you know what the big flaw in every one of those movies is when you have this great piece of technology. Yeah. And then something goes wrong. Yeah. And you can't use the great piece of technology. And they didn't have the chalkboard anymore. Right. Got I'll still have fucking chalkboard. Absolutely. Aha. Fool you, Joker. <laughs> great. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I look forward to that. I won't call it the blackboard, though. I'll call it the batboard. The batboard. The blackboard. The no, blackboard. <laughs> no. People that, be like, I thought it would be a bacon, be lettuce, avocado and tomato sandwich here. <laughs> Isn't this the blackboard? I've got a picture of one. Right. Okay. It brings right. me to what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Now, I've not read this article. This article was just uh, sent to me today on the All morning right. we're recording. Oh, fresh. This. Fresh. And um, so I thought, better than me reading it, mm-hmm. I thought I could just read it and we could go through it. Great. But I know from the heading that it's something that I'll be interested <laughs> okay. in. Okay. Learn how to be Batman at Canadian University. Hey. Right. Well, maybe you do want to go back to college. Right, exactly. I see where you're headed. Exactly. Okay, let's find out how. Finally, a university course that doesn't stymie me my thirst for justice. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> assuming this isn't written by <laughs> the university. <laughs> I'm assuming they haven't lifted it no. straight from no. their copy. If you're a resident of Victoria, oh my God, I used to be a resident of Victoria. No, in Canada, Victoria, Canada. Ah, yeah, I should have read read the next line. Yeah. If you're a resident of Victoria, Canada, you literally now have the option to take a course on the science of Batman. Wow. Holy smokes. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. Good on it. Provided, of course, you've taken all the necessary steps in your life to qualify for getting into university in the first place. Well, this so, is interesting. So you've got to gain points of, of life experience before right. you can be Batman. That sounds about right, because he's pretty suave. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bat. It's, it's a, Dude. It's a really hard course to get into. Uh, both your parents have to be murdered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> can you imagine how mixed emotions well, your parents would have? Your parents would have on that day? Oh, yes. Such, no, because oh. that's how you have to kill... Because it's so expensive, you have to get the inheritance. Absolutely. To pay for it. I see. So, right. But your parents would be so excited. You came home, you're like, Mum, Dad, I got into college. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're very proud of you. <sighs> and their hearse is going along with my... Uh, Goodbye my kids so and other students. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um... Uh, so you have to qualify for uni first. Uh, okay. If so, congrats. If, if not, don't worry. Uh, there's always su- other superheroes to emulate and not all of them are science oriented. Take Green Arrow, for example. All it took for him to hone his skills was a few weeks stranded on a desert island with nothing but the rippling body of a corn... Fr- okay, I think someone's adding their own commentary that is unnecessary to what Am I to understand that if you don't get into Batman University, you can do some lesser hero at TAFE? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can do the Riddler right. at Tech. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you go on your exams? Look, I was really hoping to get into Batman at university. Oh, you know what? I am in Daredevil at a regional university. And who knows? I could lead to something. If I'm a good Daredevil for a while, if I do well, I think you can transfer... You too, Batman. Oh, dear. All right. All right. So. Good. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, Oh, from the course synopsis. Here we go. The extreme range of adaptability of the human body explored through the life of the caped crusader. Oh, yes. Examines human potential using Batman as a metaphor. Okay. You know what we're going to have to do? I see. We're going to have to get down 
uh, what metaphors and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay because because it's using it as a metaphor so if we don't know what an analogy or a metaphor is right. okay. then we won't we won't understand the course using Batman as a metaphor for the ultimate in human conditioning evaluates the concepts of adaptation to exercise and injury from the perspective of science and exercise training Okay. okay. So basically, it. what that means is they're saying you will be as strong physically right. and mentally as Batman. Right. That's the metaphor. And they'll also teach you uh, chiropractic by bashing you in the back. <laughs> on a, just get you on a rope and bash you in the back. I'll teach you how to do that, and I'll teach you how to uh, get a magic knee brace. What about your old fella? What about my old fella? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the you know, Alfred. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I call my old fella. <laughs> Where did this bad <laughs> <laughs> I don't masturbate, I masturbate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I have a Cockney right. accent. Oh, Cockney good accent, one. come on. Yeah, all yeah. right. All right. Better than a balls up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, all right. Uh, so, uh, so, it's a fitness course. Examines the multiple sciences behind exercise adaptation, musculoskeletal injury, injury and concussion, and limitations on the human body and mind. Sports science. Hmm. Yeah. It's sports science, but like instead of wanting to be a sports person, you want to be Batman. So I see that uh, the sports science... Oh my God, they could have a team of Batmans. Of Batman. That's the guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine if every sport had Batman. (laughs) Like whatever the sport was. Baseball's a good one to start with. Right. Yeah, Batman... (laughs) They'd be no good at pitching, though. That'd be their problem. You can't pick an entire team of Batman for baseball. I do love the idea, though. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't yeah, cheer really for, cool. like, you know, Manchester United versus the Batman? Or that's like, true. You know? That's actually a great idea. The Miami Heat play the Batman. Yeah. Right. Every code. Just franchising Batman. Every code. Everything's better with Batman. That's my business. Everything's better with Batman. Right. Well, keep that to yourself. Yeah. Oh my god, Australians in their whites playing the the Batsman, ba- the Batman. Ba- Batman. The Batsman. The Batman Batsman has gone in. Oh, Richie yeah. Benno's going to have a meltdown. Right. Oh, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> I like it. All right. So, yes, it's right, sports science to be Batman. Okay. Right. So, the course will teach you practical ways for honing your body into a crime-fighting weapon. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> Batman's pretty cut. Right. Yeah, I yeah. assume you'll have to train with the League of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> That's an optional weekend yeah. course. It'd be like one of those things like, um, how's he doing in the t- course? Look, he's doing really well, but he hasn't managed to carry a magic awkward up a mountain yet. So he has to, get that, done, he has to get that done by September. And he's still got the whole uh, jumping from an impossibly high ledge in a prison thing. That's yeah. third year, but like, if you he, if he can't do that, then... He'd be driving, all sorts of stuff. Oh, mate, skills. Flying. Right. Um, using methods taught to you by the science of Batman. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know that Batman was actually a science. I thought it was just a, you know, like a cartoon thing. Well, what do you mean? Well, I didn't know there was a science to Batman. I thought it was just, you know, written to be cool and fun. Well, I mean, but he's like, Batman's the world's greatest detective and, and kind of... What the about world's Sherlock? Greatest... Fuck Sherlock. Hey. Batman has smashed the shit out of Sherlock. As a detective? While while Sherlock is doing, he's like fucking, yeah, Sherlock's all like, oh, there's jam on your pants and it's Wednesday. Yeah, they're all important things. Thing from the mentalist and a dog barked and (laughs) 
Wait like, a second. And he's like, <laughs> you're <laughs> not being very fair on Sherlock. That's what Sherlock's all about. He's like, oh, there's lipstick on your... Well, what about Columbo? On your pants and... Oh, Columbo's rubbish. Rubbish? Rubbish, detective. He always got the person. Every episode. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> every, <laughs> keep coming back every for episode. a fucking encore. And he never quit. Batman's always like, oh, I quit. I give up. Oh, it's too hard being Batman. Right. Not Columbo. Well, I'll tell you the differences in styles. <laughs> this is... This is how oh, Columbo, Columbo's not even in this. You've actually made your argument worse by bringing Columbo. He's great. You're an idiot. Oh, I love Columbo. He was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, I've seen episode. his house. Not not Columbo's house. Right. Peter Falk's house. Yeah. Um, Did but, you ask some questions? Yeah. A couple of questions? Yeah. He, he, you know, he sadly passed on by then, but so I felt like it was inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry. To go and do impersonations. <laughs> Can't take a free trench coat. Can't speak. You'll like the dead anymore. No. Right. So, um, I, uh, it's, I like Columbo, but the, the, the two greatest detectives in the world are Batman yes. and you Sherlock Holmes. Right. Okay, right? good. All right. However, these are the differences in style. <laughs> Sherlock, who I love, and if people listen to this Sherlock's podcast good. regularly, they will know that my absolute favourite TV show at the moment is the Stephen Moffat version of oh, Sherlock, isn't it the good? British one. I think it's yeah. stunning television. I'm enjoying that. It's one of the rare television mm. shows that I rewatch. Yeah, I like it. Like, I've watched a couple of those episodes, including the final episode of the last season. I've only seen two eps. I've seen, I reckon I've seen that episode six or seven times. Right. It's great. Oh, and it holds up to repeat viewing. There's so much I good like stuff it. going on. Mm. And I love Sherlock. Right, so you're a Sherlock fan. I've been a bit damp- dampened by the American Sherlock. The Johnny oh, Lee Miller yeah. Sherlock. Elementary, is it? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not into that. No, I'm not into that either. I'm not much of a Lucy Liu fan. Right. Racist. No. Sexist. No. <laughs> but a bit of both. <laughs> no. No, no. I just, I'm, I've, you know, I'm not a fan of her acting. Yeah, And no. so in that, I don't find her believable in that role. I absolutely, she doesn't have, I, a, lot of, she doesn't have no. a lot of charm. I gave it a go. And for that show to work, it, they would have to absolutely. have a real kind of spark. And, and, you, and know, you don't I, feel like they do. You know, I've seen two episodes of it where she's going to leave. And it's like, yeah. well, you're not going to leave. No. Because you're in the title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't really like that pretense of pretending that, oh, I'm going to be going. Oh, I don't want you to go. Ah, I'm gone. I left. Right. I went. I mean, yeah, no, I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah, but I, was, I do also like the other the other version, so perhaps yeah. that makes it harder to No, no, and I kind of don't like the Robert Downey Jr. versions. Right. I don't like those movies right. much. okay. But I like the idea of Sherlock, and I love the British execution of it. Yeah. So, world's greatest detective, no fucking doubt, right? Like, this is how he does it. He's like, okay, um, ah, oh, there's... You smell of Tuesday and yes. like, oh, I remember a poem that is, if you say it backwards, there's three letters out of the thing on the wall. Yep. Great. Clever. But here's what Batman does. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? What's quicker, isn't it? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. But what about... You don't have to do so much pesky observing. What about when where is he doesn't <laughs> work? Pesky observing. You just grab him and go... Where is the stricken man? Where is he? I think if you're... Where is Rachel? <laughs> Where are they? Where are my pants? Why? Where? How? Where? <laughs> is there a bear in there? A lot of Where trauma. is the bear in there? That's <laughs> a lot of trauma. World's greatest detective. <laughs> I, you know, I think if you find observation pesky, then perhaps you're not the best detective. Right. You know, no, no, of course. Because no, I no. think, you know... They call... <laughs> They call Batman the world's greatest detective. I don't know if he is actually the world's no. greatest detective. Well, he also... But Batman is also there. a scientist. That's true. 
That's true. He has one up there. But yeah. but the show as, as, a Homer, as Homer Simpson right? famously quotes, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I love Homer. <laughs> Batman's a scientist. Yes, yes. <laughs> Batman is a scientist, Homer. You're absolutely right. Um, what sort of scientist? Well, I mean, you know, he makes stuff. Okay. Like he observes. He makes stuff. Makes stuff. Like he's like more his tool belt. Yeah, exactly. Those, things. Those sort of things. Grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah. Sciencey stuff. Sock punch. Like modern science, technology and science. Yeah. He's more like a, an apple than a, like, you know. <laughs> he's not a piece. Than a guy at a lab, I mean. I'm with you. Know you. Oh, I mean? okay. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, his science is all like, you know. Modern New science. gadgets and things. Like yeah. in the movies, he had kind of Lucius helping him out with that sort of shit. But you, it's always been understood that Batman could just fucking, he was pretty handy. Yeah. He'd be rad, you know, when we put our Batmans on top gear. He'll be great on that. <laughs> and they had a Batman to the... Everything's better with Batman. My I new like business. your idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You might have some trademarking issues, but good luck. What do you mean? Well, I think, you know, Batman as such is owned a bit by people. Oh, I'm going to cut them in on it. <laughs> oh, right. Like, I don't want to... I want to be part of the Batman it's empire. hard to sneak around when you... <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> How big we're going to be. It's going to be very hard to... Massive. Right. Yeah, okay. Because everything's better with Batman. Yeah, Hockey, you know, basketball, right, rowing. Do, uh, do you know how Julia Gillard could win the Australian election? Like Batman, bu- run with Batman. Yeah, Bat- just say put a Batman in every marginal seat. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. I thought she would just say, <laughs> no. if I'm like prime minister, do you know who the governor general will be? Batman. Batman. Yeah. Or like who my deputy will be? Batman, Batman in every seat. Oh my god. Batman party. Oh my, oh my god, that's better. Yeah. In fact, why are we giving this to politicians? <laughs> We should be like Clive Palmer. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we first thing we'd run in the Melbourne seat of Batman. <laughs> this is a true seat. It's a, it's a fact. There is a seat of Batman. You're a walk-up in start Melbourne. for the win in Batman. Exactly. Batman's got to win in Batman. You could run Robin in Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Batman, the Batman vote is so strong in Batman that you could run Robin and he'd still win. That's how strong they are. I mean... Batman it's for a local vote. Batman for treasurer. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. I love this. I mean, you know what? I need the thing is, pen. we've been electing jokers for years. Ah. So. See? <laughs> 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 Got us out of that riddle. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are the bane of my existence. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so there you go. Batman University. Clever idea. Yeah. Clever idea to market. It wasn't you. really for Batman. No, though, but I see. It was I a see, PE course. I would assume that the PE course has been struggling for numbers and they're right. trying to find a way to entice people in. In the old days, they used to be like, hey, become a PE teacher Ooh. and you can fiddle with kids. Oh. Yeah, but that's... That was a racket. That's... Yeah, that... People have gone off that. <laughs> yes. New balls, please. I have that. <laughs> I, Blowing the whistle on oh, that. Oh, oh, my God. Seriously. Uh, the girl's name was Annette. That oh, was the problem. Oh, so, anyways. <laughs> we had a... Um, was she caught? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, um, they... they um, Are you going to go to uni? No. I don't think I ever will. Maybe yeah. I will. I think a lot about what I'll do. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. Maybe I will. I've enrolled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to go. <laughs> Sometimes I just start talking before I've thought about what I was going to talk about. And I just assume that the forward momentum of talking we'll get you will through. trigger my brain into action. <laughs> but it's like, you know what it's like? It's like I'm trying to leave the fucking house. Yeah. Like my voice and my brain are in a relationship, right? Okay. But my brain like always takes fucking way too long to get ready. Is it a ditherer? It's a, a ditherer. brain. Right? Yeah. 
And so the thing is, like, voice is always, like, wanting to do shit. Voice is ready. Right, voice is ready. Hello. Hello. Oh, let's fucking do something, right? <laughs> yeah. And the brain's like, no, I'm not fucking coming with you unless this is important, right? So does voice just fill in on its own? Right. And yeah. I, in, in the brain's defense, here's <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. That often the brain has been very good to me. Right. Like, I, I find with my job... Where's brain now? That, well, not, not here, <laughs> is my point. Brain would not allow me to let this out in public. <laughs> Brain would be smart enough to go, this is, why are you talking room? about this? This is a ridiculous analogy or metaphor, but I think analogy. And, and why are you talking about this? But anyway, yes. So in my job, when it's going well, mm-hmm. I feel like my brain and my mouth work in sync and they're yes. partners. And you oh, think yes. they should always be together. I relate. But then sometimes like fucking brain's just a bit of a pain in the ass. You know how there's like, like, it's like they're a creative, like, partnership. Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> fucking voice is the fun one. Yeah. Who always wants to do shit. <laughs> do you think voice has that, you know, 51% share in the whole thing? Like, just that little bit over brain? Well, no. Right. Because here's the thing. Voice is also smart enough <laughs> to know that brain is suitably <laughs> the brains of the operation. <laughs> so, voice understands. Voice knows where he's getting fed. Voice understands, right? <laughs> yeah. The brain. <coughs> there's heaps of times when I talk and no one's interested. Yeah. Right. The times when I talk and people are interested are when voice and brain are working together. Brain's involved. But no one wants to fucking hear voices solo shit. <laughs> He's tried to go solo. <laughs> voice goes solo all the fucking time, <laughs> and no one's interested. Mixed reactions. Are they only want to know when brain and right. voice are? Working together. Let's know when you got back together. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. And brain doesn't want to work all the time. Oh, that's Brain's a bit more of a recluse, you know? Brain's a bit more of like, I'm coming out when it's important. But brain's not just like, I'm doing everything. Voice loves a party. Right. Voice loves a party. Voice is an opening of an envelope, you know? Brain's like, I don't want to go out of my house. People might see me, you know? So so anyway, often uh, as voice... You get you get sick of fucking brain not coming along, and you're just like, we're just gonna go, mm, and maybe you know if we go, brain will fucking catch up. <laughs> Doesn't always work out. Right, does not always work out. No, I felt like no. it worked out a little bit in that analogy though. Yeah, uh, no, I felt like I started yes. talking about it. And, and then eventually brain went, oh, oh. I'm needed here. <laughs> he started talking about us. He started talking about us out loud. Voice. Right. Yeah. I've got to rail this shit back in. I've got to get involved. And you know he's not happy about it. Then voice like he's just, walk, oh. he's just walking in like with his arms fucking crossed brain, staring at fucking voice like, what have you been doing? Voice is yapping. And voice knows. Voice knows. <laughs> Voice was like, I knew this was coming. Ooh. Tail tucks down. Yeah. Yeah. Very concerned. I've, I've, I've experienced where voice and brain aren't getting along very well at all. I know, and it was, a, it was an interesting moment when I did my world record show. Right. I did a so show. explain to people the world record show. I, I tried to break the world record for the longest ever stand-up routine, which was 36 hours. Right. And I achieved it. I did 38 hours and six minutes. And 38 jokes, which was pretty good. Uh, and yes, and six punchlines. Six punchlines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a point. No, no, I think yeah. before we go that, we should explain, because there's rules. Like, cause oh, I, jo- yes. I joke about the jokes, but no, there is rules. what are the rules of the Guinness? Right. How does, so how- it, was, it was officially sanctioned by Guinness, <laughs> so the Guinness Book of World Records. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied to have a go at the record, and they sent back the stipulations. There's a pack on how to do it. Yes. Um, amongst them are things like there needed to be a minimum of 12 people in the room at all times and in bold they have to be awake 
Right. So I guess that's how they make sure you're being funny. There needs to be 12 people minimum watching the show. Right. And they have to be awake. And you can't, you can't just do it in a bus shelter with surrounded by No, no. Bus. It needed to be in a sanctioned and organised area and they had to approve all of that. You put in the application and then they send back going yes. Yep. There's two options you can have when you do a Guinness World Record. You can have someone from Guinness come out and adjudicate your record mm. so that at the end of the record you get presented with your, with your certificate of oh, authenticity. Right. Yeah, you've done it. Unfortunately, that cost about £8,000 right. to have that done. So, right. And I was doing this gig for charity. I, yeah. was, I was actually putting it on myself out of my own funds, yep. raising the money from the effort and giving all of the door to the charity. Right. Well, you I, should have just sent them the re- fucking receipt for 8000 uh, then, right? Well, no. I, I mean, you guys edited into that arrangement for good or for ill. Yeah. <laughs> there's a way around that. The, right. the other way around that is that you employ your own set of adjudicators right. who need to be of certain standing in the community, sign a bunch of documents and blah, blah, blah. And because I, I wonder how high a standing in the community you have to be uh, to teacher. adjudicate, you know, the yeah, Guinness exactly. World Book of Records. Exactly. But we did it all properly. And fortunately, the volunteers came from the charity with those people because they obviously have a good right. uh, yeah, community no, makes a good sense. chain yep, of people. Of yep. So they authenticated all of that. And halfway through, so I'm about 17 hours into into the show. And you have to do different material? Or do, can you, you can't repeat, repeat it? yourself within four hours. Right. So but, you have to have four hours of... Like material, yeah, absolutely. Before but you I, can go back, you know, I I was at the at the point in my career where I was starting to do a lot more impro than yep. I was doing written material, and so I wanted to do as much impro as possible. Obviously, and I improvised the first six hours yep. just to warm the crowd up. Right, like just to <laughs> that's what a, you need sometimes. Just, just a know, light bit of impro, six hour impro. Yeah. you know. Just to get just to do it, a little bit off the top, get it rolling. Right <laughs> now, I'm, I should. Point I've out. worked with comics by, like that, by the way. <laughs> yes, I just kept <laughs> a standard time. night. I just kept it. <laughs> Just give it time. So you do six hours of improv up the top and then I'll just bring you, bring on. you on. How will that be? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's also, you do, get, you do get a break. The rules say that after every 60 minutes, you can have a five minute break. Okay. So you complete 60, you can have a five. So it's basically a toilet stop. Yeah, good. That you get to have at the end well, of the day. I'd need hour. to do that. Um, what I was Because I'd be doing, drinking heavily. Well, <laughs> you, no, you couldn't. Well, of it's course too I could long. Not. I was drinking hot lemon and honey. That's how I... Right, of course. Because you have to keep keep your throat going. Because as you know, you talk a lot, your throat goes. Yeah. Um, What I was doing was doing 120 minutes, then take your 10-minute stop. So, uh, you know, gave me a chance to go to the toilet and roll whatever and and go back in. So I was enjoying it. But 17 hours in, I got a bit loose, a bit hallucinogenic in the head and started losing the plot. And that's when brain and voice in my life disappeared from each other. So what happened? Brain said, I'm not going to be here for a while. You keep talking. And then voice panicked. (laughs) What what did voice do? Uh, Voice... Because I can understand brain thinking, why the fuck are we doing this? Exactly. Yeah, brain the whole time was going, just go home now. No one will blame you. You had a go. You had a shot. Good on you. Not everyone who goes for a record breaks a record. Yeah, well done. Have it, you know, you've done 17 hours. Let's just go home. People have been home and had a shower. I can smell them. Let's get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Right. Let's leave. But voice wanted to hang around. And it was at a point where we were actually... Because we did a lot of Skype and interactive stuff, and with uh, with screens on the on the stage, I was able to watch things on and commentate just to keep it more active and, and fun. We're watching this one particular clip of a guy in the states somewhere trying to get alcohol out of a fridge in a um, in like a bottle shop. Right. And he was so drunk that it was like every time he went to reach for the fridge, someone turned the room upside down. Like, right. And it was just to me at that point, seventeen hours into a show, absolutely hilarious. And I started laughing so much that brain went, oh, you don't need me. You've just gone hysterical. And I couldn't stop. I For how long? Oh, 
you know, it seemed like an eternity. It was probably four or five minutes. But, yeah. you know, losing it laughing, that's quite a long time. I was on the floor. I was holding my stomach. I'm just... And I knew... How are people reacting to th- this? They were love... They thought it was hilarious. Right. They, people have been waiting that's for why me to they, crack. That's, yeah, that's what they been, come for. They've been waiting for this to happen for yeah. 17 hours. There's Christians like, and lions. Finally! They were like, thank <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah. And then I guess people have said afterwards that they were then thinking, does he come back from right. here? Like... You've gone through the wall, marathon stuff. Yeah, can you come back from losing it? you got to push through the wall, man. I d- well, I'm on the floor. To be honest, I've had gigs where I've felt oh, like that. mate, I knew that I was... I've, I, I've had gigs where I've felt like a combination of the guy in the bottle shop. <laughs> <laughs> and you on and, stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I knew that I had to stop laughing, and I couldn't. And every time I composed myself enough to just try and talk and away I'd go I'd be gone for you know another 30 seconds and hyperventilating trying to calm down and it, I got it back together I was a bit rattled I must admit after that happened I was a bit like oh that was really I really lost it there <laughs> right I'm fascinated by that and I want to do it now oh mate just for that yeah I, I did I, I did a lot of research what is that about before I did what is this. that about in your brain sleep that- deprivation Right. That's what caused that to happen. Yeah, okay. Whilst I was hydrating properly and I was taking on breaks and I was doing all the right things, I was still eating the, the pure sleep deprivation and using that much adrenaline in your body for that length of time is A, dangerous, right? but B, pretty exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's know. essentially just like doing meth. Yeah, without the, you know, blisters. Right. Yeah. And people, like, have agreed to watch oh. you have a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As absolutely. opposed to just stumbled onto it, it incidentally. It was quite amazing. It yeah. was quite an amazing experience. And I... No, know, I'm fascinated by those things. Like, I'm fascinated by that moment where your body yeah. breaks or, oh. like, you just... I was... I was cactus. I, I find it very interesting because I just finished... Um, I did eight weeks uh, in a row on tour. So, I, had, yeah. I, didn't have, I didn't have a night off in eight weeks. Then no. I... I um no some head nights head. I was doing like four or five shows, you know, with set lists and all those other late shows. Those and festivals are pretty grueling, hey. And I did a lot of them in a row, and I did everything this year. You well, did not everything, back, did you? but I, I, well, you know what? You love that set list. I fucking I, oh yeah, I did that about right? nine times. How addictive is that? Oh, wasn't that fun ridiculous. when we got to do the duo? So Lindsay and I oh. did one together at the end. So oh. we both done set list that night, and then yeah. we went back and did a kind of a, a duo. That was fun to do because can I tell you that's probably the funnest thing I've done on stage. It was fun. I mean, it was great fun. I mean, that so that shows in terms that shows almost easy when there's two people because well, yes, we talked about that because it gives you half yeah. a second to think of something. True. Like while you're talking, I can be like. But uh, don't you think it's also a bit more difficult where there's someone else that can throw you down an alley that you didn't think of, and you've got to swim in that one? Like, right. You know, maybe finishing with getting someone to sing a song. Oh yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I have a new attitude to that show. Sorry, I, we talk about set lists a lot on this show, oh, but sorry. I love it so sorry, much. Sorry, I didn't realize. No, 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 it's fine. Bring it's it fine. I, no, no, it's good because I do love it. Yeah, like if, I oh, mean, me if, too. If people want to know what I'm into, like I, I, was, I got interviewed with, by this journalist recently yeah. who got really angry at me about the fact that they kept asking what my hobbies were. Right. And I told them that what I like to do is like, you know, I said I've got the podcast and I, yeah. Yeah, I like doing set lists and I like doing those sort of shows. And they were like, yeah, but what hobbies. do you do when you're not? And I said, but they're my hobbies. They are, yeah. Like I could tell, I mean, like, I like to go to concerts and I like to do, but you know, I've been to four gigs this week and they've all been comedy gigs. They haven't been, you know, sure. like... And I love music and I love... But, but I like comedy, I've you know? often said that, that comedy is a hobby that I was lucky enough to get paid for. Right. Yeah. So I have... Um, it, like, you know, I did, really did do set list as my relaxation during the festival. For sure. Like, you know, I do my show and it was like a big deal doing... There's no that. pressure, really. Right. 
you know, my show is like you, you got 21 nights in a really big room mm-hmm. and it was like, it was hard work. And I don't mean like the shows went great, but, no, but people, people have paid good money to come and see a good show. Right. 21 nights in a row. And it's a really it? big house. Yeah. And you feel like every night when you're playing to that you many people pressure. and it, and it like, you physically feel it. That's a big so, day at work. Right. For three weeks back to back. So after the show, I, um, you know, I would go down the set list and mm. it was just kind of like shaking out the, the, the night. So I really enjoyed it um, very much. One night I had to fill in for Sam Simmons. Yes. Uh, because uh, I'd done my spot already uh-huh. and then Sam wasn't there and he was meant to finish it. So they challenged me to go up and do my set list set as Sam, <laughs> Sam Simmons, Simmons great. which I actually thought I was doing quite well but I don't think there was enough people in the room who knew Sam's stuff as much oh, as I knew Sam's stuff okay because I was making really good Sam references you outplayed yourself right I, yeah I, did, I knew more than the audience brain was too clever it's always yeah fucking <laughs> <Body> brain <laughs> should have left it to voice I had a um uh, a really weird moment uh, the other night uh, where I was doing the I had a weird week so weird week I um on Monday was technically my first night off right after the eight weeks on tour but yeah. um I uh did the Sydney Comedy Festival Gala at the Opera House good fun oh, it, so they advertise it with no lineup, you know right. like it's literally like just we're, we're having a gala at the Opera House cool. for the festival so I was in town and they they said hey do you want to come and do it and Why I was not? like of course I'd love no, to it's the Opera House Right. Not silly. Right. But that's what I'm like as well. Yeah. I don't spend much time in Sydney anymore. No. And my first day back, I'm like driving into the Sydney motherfucking opera house to do, tell Don't my you. motherfucking dig jokes. Woo-hoo. And someone's going to pay me and Good I'm going to talk for 70 minutes. Seven right. minutes. Yeah. And then I'm going to fuck off. Come on. Right, so, tunnel. It was beautiful. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine I was like, and then I'm going to get into the house and then I'm going to watch on the couch that I DVR. And I will probably eat something. I shouldn't eat something. It's too late at night. But I've had a long oh, festival well. and I don't care that much anymore. Then I'll probably fall asleep on the... Oh, the dog's licking my... Fu- he gives a lot of information about how his night's going to go. Whoops. Anyway, it was great. Good. One of the most amazing gigs, and the only reason I mention it is that it's rare in comedy that when someone says to you, like, you know, hey, what's your favourite gig? Or when did you... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, because it... <laughs> You remember all the shit ones? It's been heaps. Yeah. So I think in that rare moment where a gig surprises you by being awesome. how amazing it is, yes. you should give it a shout out. So if anyone was at the Sydney Opera House on Monday night, Good on you, I enjoyed that as much as I've enjoyed anything for a long time. So I um, did that. And so for the last two days, I had two days off, right? Nice. So I had Tuesday and Wednesday off. Yes. First two days off in fucking months. Nice. And I'm floating on the air from this fucking great gig, you know, thinking, yes. how good is comedy? I've just finished Bang. my hardest two, like my big months of the year. Opera I house. I loved it. I've Bang. got a gig at the Opera House. I'm having a couple of days off. Yeah. I'm going down the friend in hand on Thursday night to write some new material. <laughs> you know what? Because that's what comedy is about, Lindsay. You're on fire. It doesn't matter that I've just fucking done no. a show that I'm going to tour for the rest of the year. Let's go again. Oh, um, you know what? I can still improve it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't care. I can still get better. Good I can work on new stuff. You're right, though. And you know what? I'm so inspired by that great gig at the end of the festival. Opera House. You know, that I can go out to this little gig and have a fucking corker. And I went there, Lindsay. Nailed it. And I did not nail it in oh. any way. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh my God. <laughs> Took the wrong tools. There was times when they were just staring at me and I was like, oh. You're telling me from the telly? Hey guys, uh, <laughs> are, you, are you guys at the Opera House on Monday night? Because what? What? I was funny on Monday. Were they tired? 
No. Why? No, I just, some of this, my stuff wasn't as good as Are I thought it was. You're a bit too excited? Oh, there's the new material. It's new. Oh, I okay. mean, it was all new. Yeah. I had it on a piece of paper. It was well, new, new. But Good thing you didn't try it at the Opera House on Monday. Right. It's all well, worked out all right. I made the right decisions. <laughs> <laughs> to not walk out to the Opera House with my two pages of notes. Died for seven minutes. <laughs> then yell at them. <laughs> walk home. Then walk home. So... The reason I mentioned it really was because um, there's a bit that you uh, have seen me do that isn't in the show yet, but right. we both think has some potential. Oh, that to you be did on the, on the Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I know the bit you made. Yeah, the addiction, the, bit. addiction bit, mm, which is a good bit. Yeah, I saw I, it come out the first time. Right. Yeah, and I've been trying to get it to work, uh, and it may not be a thing for this year. I think maybe it's going to be one of those things that I might need to play around with. Are you for trying a too while. hard on it? I think I am, because it came out so well the first time. It was natural time. the first time. Maybe you just need to not think about it. Maybe you're a bit too addicted to the bit. Right. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's weird. It's an inception bit. It's, <laughs> it's a bit inside a bit. I um, Maybe. I need to go to rehab for a while just to work out this bit. Just, this bit. just for the bit, Mum. Not because of anything else. Nothing else. I'm still going to actually drink and smoke while I'm in there. In there, yeah. It's just for the bit. Just need to be in the mindset a little. <laughs> I, um... Uh... I did this bit and then I went and, and got in the car and, yeah. and I was driving home and I had a beer while I was doing my set, Yes. Um, but it was only the first beer, oh, it was like the third beer I'd had that day, but yeah, it was yeah. like over, I'd watched the foot in the afternoon, I'd had a beer and I'd gone to see Paul Foot. Uh, He's funny. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't he funny? I just can't explain it. <laughs> I can't endorse it, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like, I could never say to someone, you you would love Paul Foot. I think he's great. I do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are people that I think would think that. Maybe not. And then there'd be other people who would just be like, the fuck were you talking <laughs> yes. about? He's, he, yes, he is a discerning comedian. I'm like, I mean, it's, mm. it, I think it's wonderful. I and I, again, not to harken back to set list all the time, but he is amazing at doing that show. Have you ever seen Paul Foot do yeah. set lists? He's he was on one of the brilliant. nights I did. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's great at it because he you takes it into his Sam Simmons. Well, I think it's like, you know, here's what I would say to people about Paul Foot. If you've ever sat in a Sam Simmons show when he's like smashing, yeah. you know, nachos into someone's chest or he's got bread shoes on and you've thought, this is not quite weird enough, <laughs> well, then have I got a comedian for you? <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> that should be the poster. Yeah, but I loved it. I yeah. thought it was. A, it was. A, I think he's a genius. It was a really fun show. Yeah. Um, uh, Margaret Cho was there as well, watching on. So oh he's, yeah. He's obviously you know uh, someone that people in the comedy community. She apparently did a comedy show uh, in Brisbane two no, three nights ago at the Tivoli. Yeah, she's, so she's that? in Australia touring at the yeah. moment. Um, I did her podcast, Monsters of Talk. People can uh, listen to that did if you? you want to have a listen to How it. How was that? Yeah, it was great, actually. Yeah. Um, so that that was really fun. Uh, but she, yeah, so anyway, so I had one drink there, one drink while watching the footy in the afternoon. Oh, this story, your story. Yeah. And then sorry. I had one drink while I was on stage at the thing, and that had been over about five so hours. four drinks over five hours. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, well, yeah, easily fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, not even not in the fine. zone fine. Yeah. And I had a guy stop me in the car park of the friend in hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wave the car down, and I thought, oh, well... I thought, oh, well, maybe someone thought some of my stuff was yeah, funny. Wants an autograph, fair right? Enough. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. He goes, and he just looked at me like, "You're not going to drive, are you?" And then suddenly I was like, "Should I have eight it, beers? Am oh, I he blacking thought, out?" He you like, were drunk. He thought I was blind. Right. And oh dear. Yeah. That's awkward. Right. Because then, 
Because you, you know say, I mean? no, I'm all right. Yeah, but the thing is, like, how isn't that what someone... Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's a circle, isn't it? Yeah. I'm fine! And because I was so shocked, <laughs> I, I think I said it like this. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I was so stunned because, like, it, so many things were running through my head. It was like, how... Ret- Maybe yeah. that's why they weren't laughing at my jokes. They thought you were they really They thought I was drunk. having a stroke. Maybe I'm having a stroke. No, you're all right. You look all right. You're okay. It was days ago. And then I was, wor- then I was <laughs> worried. I was like, maybe because I've been... Were you pretending to be drunker on stage? I think because I was doing the addiction bit. You know right. how in the addiction bit, right. it's kind of a celebration yes. of... Yes. Without wanting to do the bit. Um, but it's all about <laughs> my relationship with alcohol. Yes. And how... Alcohol has been there mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh, no, no, I can't tell you. Anyway. Yeah, but I see what's happened. Right. So, so I think they just I'm were so convinced by the bit, Lindsay. Well, it's a very good bit then, <laughs> My isn't God. It? But hey? I can, if it becomes a really good bit, I'll oh. never be able to drive home from a gig ever no, again. You might need to get a cab charge. Right. Yeah. Even the police will pull me over and I'll blow into <laughs> the thing and they'll be like, huh? huh? <laughs> but we just saw the bit. I mean, that is a good bit. I can never do it at a gala. <laughs> like, wouldn't matter. Any other day, I get pulled up by a cop, nine o'clock in the morning, haven't had a drink for weeks, you're nicked. Oh, what do you mean? It's a good bit, it's isn't good it? Bit. It is a good bit. <laughs> now, now imagine bit. if that was the actual dilemma that I... Imagine if I did come... If I finally got this bit to work. I mean, that's what's holding you back. And the downside was that... You can't drive. I would never be able to drive. Well, someone's done my fucking car. I don't have a car, so... Nah, you can't drive anyway. I think I have been drinking more since my car got stolen. Why wouldn't you? Well, firstly, to dull the pain of someone... Well, health or sorts of things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well... So I think I have been drinking more. Yes. Um, and, and secondly, because, because I don't have to drive. Well, you're too So more. if I well, go to a, drink more. right. That's the problem. And so, but the other thing is, if I'm not driving places, I do, would, you know, I'll go to yeah. dinner. Like we went to dinner the other night. Oh, by the way, is this bad taste? We went to a, uh, <laughs> what have you done? It was the day before Anzac Day. And I mean this yeah. in no disrespect to went anyone. Went to a Turkish restaurant. We went to a Turkish restaurant. Is that fine? Coming. No, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah, it's that's... a sign of the fact that our two countries have made their great peace. I think, you know what? We've, We've forgotten and forgotten, but well, we remember the people that went. Yeah. I think that's the point. No, that's right. Yeah, right. I don't think there is any hatred Good, between I had the Australians some, and the Turks. I had some Turkish delight on Anzac Day, and I wanted to make sure that was all right. We, so, we went to this restaurant that had been recommended by a, a, you know, a friend, and right. it was a Middle Eastern restaurant, yeah. actually, was, yeah. you know, but as we were told. Caravan. But when we were there... Like, it was definitely, like, mostly Turkish influence. Right. And for dessert, we had this, like, reinvention Ooh. of a Turkish delight that yeah. they made with, like, rosewater granita, and it was, like, this dark chocolate, you know, fr- oh, man, it was amazing, right? Dark chocolate but for I'm, a friend. I'm sitting there eating this thing going, this is one of the most delicious things I've ever... And just trying to remember the troops, <laughs> lest we forget. <laughs> this is... I'm, I'm hoping this is a tribute, because otherwise I feel terrible about think, how delicious this well, is. I think the thing that you gave them a thought right. means that you didn't forget. Right. I'm exactly. sure that's what it's all about. I am very respectful of, like, you know, you even though I'm not a supporter of, you know, war myself, no. I'm very respectful of people who people are willing went, to... I, I took my uh, children along to the Anzac March. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Just and in my local they... area. Yeah. My, my son got to walk along with his school, so they had a, you know, a group march along in the march from his school. Oh, yeah? And he, he marched in that, and my daughter and I went and waited at the finish line, and she was quite excited. The finish line? Yeah. It's not They've a race. They've made a race now, no, have they? But that's it's where seems, you that, end. Seems, that seems disrespectful. <laughs> it seems disrespectful that they've made it a race. <laughs> well, it's good because the diggers always come and last. And say, the amazing the, race. The diggers come last. They get the most applause. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they actually come first. They're in they a minibus. They give mini them bus. a medal and a ribbon. They're in a minibus. 
Right. And, you know, I've got one criticism of the well, march yeah. that I went to in my area. <coughs> of, of course it's all right to put the diggers in a minibus. Of course it's a hot it is. day. It's in the Queensland. Diggers. And the diggers. But don't have advertising for the local RSL over the windows. Oh, yeah, no. You can't see the diggers. No. You, you may as well have been a busload of... I hear what you're saying. They need to be in like some sort of open top uh, uh, thing. Flatbed truck. Better you know, be you. They know danger. That's fine. They're diggers. Yeah, right? They made it this far. That's fine. I'm totally. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure a digger. What about segways? Right. Oh my god. Diggers on segways. Is that disrespectful? Not at all. Right. Trying to help them out. Okay. Well, that would be good then. <laughs> yeah. I think that would bring some. Bring some... people back to the march. Right. The march is already. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Oh my God, I've never felt more uncomfortable <laughs> joking around something where I'm like, I know that I mean no disrespect. but It's, it's all right. Helping out. Lemo and I got in trouble once on the radio. That's why I think I'm a bit nervous oh, okay. about it. Well, let's not talk. Because Lemo, no, no, I'll tell you why. I'd rather give the context, you okay. know, which is that um, Lemo um, went to a, something on Anzac Day. Yes. And someone was playing the last post on an unusual instrument. Okay. Right? Yeah. So... It was Lemo's idea, but I don't say that to distance myself from it because it... Um, You're a team. Right. Yeah. And my attitude to the radio show was that whatever went out in sure. the name of either of us was in the name of both of team us. Team Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't say that in any way. I I'm just literally to give you the context. So he'd seen this thing. It came out of a real life thing. And I trust that Lemo has a bit more of that sensibility because he's also gone and served... Sure. Like, I'm not served, but like, yeah. he did the comedy and yeah, he's gone yeah. back a couple of times. Yeah, I've done that. He's got too. a great relationship with the troops. He does. So, I, I kind of trust him on where you can be funny and not funny in that He was area. drawing the lines that day. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I thought in an appropriate place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we did this segment where we got other people to like do the last post on, you know, different a, a different instrument. Right. So, we just like were kind of thinking, you know, so we had a kid on a flute and we sure. had like, but someone else did it on a. Um, uh, a comb with like paper on it. Right? Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. we were kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of fun. And we didn't yeah. think much more about it. Sure. And then the army got in touch and explained to us that like the last post is really quite a significant song for like the armed forces and it's oh, really significant right. to remember those who See, had fallen. That. And well, neither did I know that, right? Right. And, and I kind of, my big thing with radio was always I like people to hear rather than just apologize the next day or. Um, or not apologise the next time because yeah. they, they weren't actually asking for an apology no. they just they're just letting you know that you why. touched on a nerve right exactly mm. put your comb away and they actually were very nice about it because they also said that thing of going we know that Lemo's right. gone over and served with the oh, troops right. we don't think that you so know so they weren't creating any malicious no I think they were just like we don't we we get why you don't think this is wrong could you not here's why we reckon it is wrong yeah right you may do so I um I said well why don't we just do that on air like, tell, you know, why don't we... So we inter- ended up interviewing, like, a guy who was right up in the army, and he was great, right. and he joked around with us, and he, like, but also explaining, that, you know, what properly... The, why the last post is so What important. the s- symbolism is, and it's, you know, the one to remember your lost mates and all those sort of things, and why. And it was really... It was actually one of my favourite bits of radio yeah, we right. ever did, because it was kind of like that thing of going, you know, we did the thing the day before, and I don't think that most of our audience would have thought it was being disrespectful. No, like, no. I mean, it wasn't intentionally disrespectful. Well, like you and I, we might have missed the significance of the meaning behind the music, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, and people who... Yeah, anyway. So, uh, anyway, that was why my buttock was clenched so tightly when we were doing that <laughs> yeah. Anzac Day riff. You didn't want to go back there. And I was like, I don't want to go back. No. We I, just don't, I don't want to do another tour. In fact, we just I've, did I've an Anzac Biscuit. Tour. Yeah, we did eat an Anzac Biscuit each. So... Yeah. Nothing but respect. Lest we forget. Exactly. 
<laughs> we will forget because <laughs> those Anzac biscuits <laughs> that cannot be the tagline <laughs> Anzac biscuits special Anzac biscuits lest we forget That's where it. our car keys are <laughs> oh. so we don't drive <laughs> particularly from the friend in hand because everyone's a fucking knock they're addicted to stopping people they really are hey oh, Lindsay we should finish this podcast oh mate well, it's been nice to be in your little cave thank you um, where can people find you on the worldwide internet web? Oh, they'll find me uh, at Facebook, Lindsay Webb Comedian. Right. And at Lindsay Webb, L-A-N-D-S-W-E-B-B, on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, I am heading... Uh, I, I, you know what I am doing? I'll put this up before that, so I should give it a plug. Uh, I'm doing the live a Little Dum Dum Club, uh, which is a great Australian podcast that Ooh. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast yeah, listen to. Um, I'm doing that in Sydney uh, this Saturday. Um, at the Factory Theatre at 6pm I oh, think great. it is can people go along to that <clears throat> yeah so it's a live podcast oh, and one. I'm a guest and I don't know who else is a guest but that should be fun time Carl Chandler will probably be there Carl Chandler will be there Dasslow Tommy Daslow <laughs> I can guarantee I can almost guarantee both of those guys will be little there little double down Daslow yeah so those guys um, also uh, I'm coming to Alaska so if you are what are you any- John West now are you seriously going to Alaska? I, I, I'm enjoying saying this at the end of each podcast. <laughs> Sorry, because, you took me by surprise. Because everyone has a different reaction to Alaska too. Like none of us know anything about Alaska. No. But some, it's like Northern Exposure, Sarah Palin, John West now. Is that Alaska? Alaska salmon. Alaska salmon. Ice trucking? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, deadliest catch. Oh, is deadly catch Alaska? They're in the Alaskan waters. Those is that right? Crabs. Right. Dude. Wow. You're in for a real treat. Yeah. So I'm going to Alaska for What are you doing there? Uh, Standing up comedy shows. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, great. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm doing this new thing with my... Exciting for you. I'm doing this new thing with my life, Lindsay. I don't know if it's... uh, My management hate it. This is is my new philosophy, which is called how to piss off your management really quickly. (laughs) Just do the exciting stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I am taking a lot of gigs based on, at the moment, on the philosophy of, yeah, that sounds like it might be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to Alaska. Oh, good one. When are you there? To the gigs. Uh, uh, May 8th, 9th and 10th or something like that. But cool. I'll put up the dates on the Take website. Take a jacket. Uh, yes. Yeah, so well, summertime. You'll be right. Uh, I've got no idea. It's Alaska. Alaskan summer. That means there's no night time. It, does that mean what it means? I think so. I've seen that movie Insomnia, but I didn't know how accurate it was. I fell, <laughs> I fell asleep in that movie and that's not a joke. Oh, really? Hilarious. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway so don't anyway so I'm going yeah. to Alaska no not so people can find that uh, Will underscore Anderson on Twitter um, of course all the, you know what the best place for the most of the Tofop Fofop stuff at the moment is still through the uh, Tofop uh, Facebook page oh. I, I post all the kind of latest news up there and like the, there's a bit of a community there Good and we that. talk about it but you know we're still also on Twitter and like the, the website's there that's fantastic go and check out the website tofop.com uh, and of course if you download the podcast from iTunes uh, we all we ask is that you know if you enjoyed the podcast could you rate it on iTunes because that keeps us up the and the rate it highly like rate it good oh well I, I don't feel like <laughs> here's the thing I mean I do mean that that's exactly what I mean. Is there right? a most rated or a best rated? Like, well, so basically, like, you know, it's out of five stars. Right. And here's the thing, because I do always read them, because people are really funny about what they write. Oh, cool. So I always enjoy reading them. And plus, it's a fucking free podcast. Yeah. If yeah. I can't get a cheap thrill out of people liking it by reading the iTunes reviews, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? <laughs> right? If you don't like it, your money back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so there was some guy who really quite liked it and then Good. gave it three stars. And I was like, well, oh. if you really quite like oh. it. 
You know what? Hey. If you really quite like it, don't give it three stars. Just don't review it. Don't worry about it. If you don't like it, it's free. If, I, I don't have any problem. There's a few one stars, but people who listened to it and hated it, oh, which I is didn't fine. Like it. But that's fine. Yeah. Everyone has different tastes. I'm totally fine with that. And then mostly people get five stars who like it, and that's very nice, and that keeps us up the top of the charts. But I did find that one where I was just like, yeah, no, it's good. Three. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> Fuck you. God. I hate you worse than the people who gave it one. At least they had the dignity to really hate it. <laughs> if you're listening, don't give it another three. Right. Don't yeah, don't. don't, don't. That would really piss me off. <laughs> I'll stop doing the podcast. You're gonna get anyway, I never wanted it to be about this. <laughs> I've never said give us a good rating. No. I've always just said rate it. And thought it was implied that I, I meant that people should I give it a good rating. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, Lindsay Webb, um, I'm going to put this up either today or tomorrow. So right. if you want to plug your gigs at the... Uh... Oh, yeah. I'm at the Laugh Garage in Sydney um, tomorrow and today. And then I'm at the Glebe at the Glebe Hotel doing the Fuck Club gig. Oh, yeah. Great. Which is a bunch of fun. And then I'm, sh- I'm shooting a pilot, which you can come to at the Laugh Garage Monday night. Yeah, but you shouldn't do that because he's literally shooting a pilot. A, t- a TV pilot. No, you're not. Not a plane pilot. No, you're shooting a pilot. <laughs> you've, been, you've, you've got yourself involved in a terrorist cell, oh, Lindsay. no. I've bombed this. It's a terrible mistake that you've uh, made. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, that's the Laugh Garage right. Monday night, so okay. come on to that. All right, so uh, there you go. Thanks very much, Lizzie. Cheers. <laughs>